Hello, and welcome to Making Christ Known, a podcast from Adairsville Baptist Church in Adairsville, Georgia. This podcast features Senior Pastor Eric Sorrell and his sermons designed to make Christ known in Adairsville and beyond. For more information about Adairsville Baptist Church, visit us on Facebook or online at adairsvillebaptistchurch.org. In this episode, Pastor Eric preaches from various passages in the book of Deuteronomy that describe the Lord our God. He is our salvation, identity, purpose, and inheritance. God has chosen His people as a treasured possession for His purpose. The way we live our lives reflects who or what has lordship over our lives. Our salvation through Jesus is the stepping off point for the Christian life. God is the King of Kings. Is He your King? And now, here's Pastor Eric. Deuteronomy. The Lord your God. What about you? Do you know your place? Do you know your purpose? Have you figured that out in life? Maybe you're figuring that out. Maybe we always are. Have you discovered your place and purpose? Do you know who you are? Do you know where you're headed? Do you know what to do? Maybe most important, do you know your God? Have you determined your God? Oh, we all serve a God, maybe big G or maybe a little g, but we all serve a God. We all serve something. Do you know yourself? Do you, do you know who you are and where you're going and where you came from and where you're headed and what you're supposed to do? Do you have a, a purpose in life? But most importantly, do you possess Yahweh? Do you possess Jehovah? Do you possess God? Do you know the Lord? Is He your God? When you read in the Bible, all caps, capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D, the translators put it there to let us know that this is the personal name of God, Yahweh or Jehovah, God. I told you at the beginning that in my Bible reading plan uh, uh, for this year, um, right now, of course, this year I'm doing a little different in different, different places. I'm in uh, New Testament in Psalms, Proverbs, and the, uh, the Old Testament, and I'm in Deuteronomy. I'm about to conclude that. And in my Bible reading plan, I recently discovered something. The phrase, the Lord your God, the Lord your God, occurs around 400 times in the ESV Bible. If you do a search of the ESV or you do a search of the New King James Version, you're going to find that that phrase, the Lord your God, occurs 400 times. Guess what? More than half, over half of those come from the book of Deuteronomy. They're found in the book of Deuteronomy. I've never noticed that before. The phrase, the Lord your God, is found in Deuteronomy 241 times. Over half of the occurrences in the Bible are right there in the book of Deuteronomy. The book with the second most occurrences, okay? The book that comes in number two for the phrase, the Lord your God, is the book of Joshua at only 27. Wow. From 27 in Joshua to 241 in Deuteronomy, the Lord your God. I want to preach the book of Deuteronomy today. That phrase, 
the Lord your God, is different from the phrase, the Lord our God. Shema Yisrael, Adonai Eloheinu, Adonai Ehad. Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. The Shema, the Jew would recite it several times a day, the Lord our God. But in Hebrew, that's different from the phrase, the Lord your God. And 241 times in Deuteronomy, God is speaking and He's sacredly echoing something into our hearts and into their hearts. The Lord is not just our God. The Lord is He your God. The Lord your God. The Lord your God. The Lord your God. So this communicates something to us. This should. As you read Deuteronomy, this should speak to your heart as it did mine. It's, it's different. It's the Lord your God. Second person, singular Masculine in the Hebrew. One person says this. Not just any God. Your God. Eloheka. Not Eloheinu, our God. Eloheka. Not just any God, the Lord. Your God. That's a possessive term. He's your God. Oh, is He? Is He? Is it your God? The Lord, your God. This morning as I went to my window, I stood at the front and looked out the window. I looked at the neighbor on the left and I looked at the neighbor on the right. You see, the first part of that phrase is always true. He is the Lord, high and lifted up. He is Yahweh. He is Jehovah whether you believe it and regard it or not. But is He your God? You see, He's not their God. And He's not their God. But He's my God. He is the Lord. That's always true. But is He your God? Yet to doubt Him takes nothing away from Him. To believe in Him adds nothing to Him. He is God, He is the Lord. It is He the Lord, your God. So the question is, do you know God? As you go through the book of Deuteronomy, some say, well, this can be read like a covenant, the treaty. This is what you would learn in Bible college. This is like the contract with covenant stipulations and this. Yes, yes, true. But you, you start to read the book that way and what you come away with is this legal document with a lot of do's and a lot of don'ts. And if you miss that phrase, the Lord your God, 241 times, then you've missed something. I don't ever remember hearing that in the Bible college class. You know, focused on the layout and the covenant and the stipulations and the contract and yes, okay. In Deuteronomy, we learn two things in the book. Number one, we learn about God. Who God is and whose God is. What God has done. What God will do. We read this phrase, the Lord your God, and we'll often read this, the Lord your God has. Moses will say. The Lord your God has, or he will say this, the Lord your God is. We, so we learn about God, who He is and what He's done. The Lord your God has. The Lord your God is. We learn about God. You see, Yahweh, Jehovah, He's knowable. He's personable. He's purposeful. He's functional, etc. 
We learn about God. God has rescued us. God has redeemed us. God has blessed us. We learn God is jealous. God is merciful. God is holy. God is faithful and God is loving. He would say so often, the Lord your God is. The Lord your God has. We learn about God. And He can be your God. If you're watching by video today, if you're in this sanctuary, He can be your God. But in the Bible, in Deuteronomy, we also learn, number two, we learn about ourselves. We learn about ourselves. The Jews were learning about themselves. We learn about God, but we learn about ourselves. We learn our identity. What's our true identity? What's our true place? What's our true purpose? Where are we headed? Where are we going? We learn our purpose. We learn our value. And we receive our identification and our verification. Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God. The Lord is your God. This is your identity. This is your identification. This is your verification. This is who I am. This is what I've done. So if you have your Bible, we can't do all of Deuteronomy. Now can we? We could. We'd just be here a long time. Let's go to select passages. Look at Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 33 through 40. Deuteronomy 4:33 through 40. God says through Moses, Did any people ever hear the voice of a God speaking out of the midst of fire as you've heard and still live? Or has any God ever attempted to go and take a nation for Himself from the midst of another nation? Remember Egypt? Coming out of Egypt? By trials and signs, by wonders and by war, by a mighty hand and an outstretched arm, and by great deeds of terror, all of which the Lord, your God, did for you in Egypt before your eyes. To you, it was shown that you might know that the Lord is God. There is no other besides Him. Out of heaven, He let you hear His voice that He might discipline you. And on earth, He let you see His great fire and you heard His words out of the midst of the fire. And because He loved your fathers and chose their offspring after them, and brought you out of Egypt with His own presence by His great power, driving out before you nations greater and mightier than yourselves to bring you in and to give you their land for an inheritance as it is this day. Know therefore today and lay it to your heart that the Lord is God in heaven above and on earth beneath. There is no other. Therefore, you shall keep His statutes and His commandments, which I command you today, that it may go well with you and with your children after you, and that you may prolong your days in the land that the Lord your God is giving you for all time. Wow. If He is the Lord your God, then you discover four things. Can I give you these four key truths? If He is the Lord your God, you discover four things. Number one, you discover your identification, all in the book. He is saying, if you know Yahweh, and if Yahweh is Jehovah is your God, you will know your identification as the people of God. Take your Bible and go over a few pages to Deuteronomy 7, 6 through 8. Deuteronomy 7, 6 through 8. Let me show you as we just walk through the book. If you know the Lord your God, you're going to know, number one, your identification. Listen to the Word of God. Deuteronomy 7 verse 6 says, For you are a people 
holy to the Lord your God, set apart to the Lord your God, Eloheka. The Lord your God has chosen you to be a people for his treasured possession out of all the peoples who are on the face of the earth. It wasn't because you were more in number than any other people that the Lord Yahweh set his love on you and chose you for you were the fewest of all peoples. But it's because the Lord loves you and is keeping the oath that he swore to your fathers. Why? So that the Lord who's brought you out with a mighty hand and redeemed you from the house of slavery, from the hand of Pharaoh, king of Egypt, that, that you would know him. Know therefore the Lord, your God, he's a faithful God. You could just keep going. If the Lord is your God, you discover, number one, your identification. Identity is based on a relationship. It's like a husband. You can't be a husband. You can't have that identity without a relationship. You've got to have a wife, right? A wife, you can't have, you know, you can't be a wife. Your identity is based on a relationship. A father or mother, I can't be a father. And my identity as a father is based on my relationship, right? I have a son, I have a daughter. The relationship gives that identity. And it's true, it's similar, the same is true of God's people. There are three times in Deuteronomy, three times where it is said, and I quote, the Lord your God has chosen you to be a people for His treasured possession. Three times in the book. He reminds them, if not enough, with the sacred echo of the Lord your God. He says, the Lord your God has chosen you to be His treasured possession. A people for His treasured possession. Throughout the book of Deuteronomy, and I would say throughout Scripture, you, you see this, we see this. You're not this, you are this. You're not this, you are this. Isn't that what the Bible is trying to say to the people of God? Come out of them and be separate. This is not your identity, but this is your identity. You are not this person, but you are this person. And in Christ and in Ephesians, they'll do the same thing. In Him, in Him, in Him, know your identity. This is your identification. You're not this, but you are this. The only thing that matters now is everything you think of me. In you, I find my worth. In you, I find my identity. You see, people are searching. Our, our teenagers, our, our college students, people are, we're still doing, we're searching for our identity. We're looking for our identity in all sorts of places. Well, the Scripture tells us, as the people of God, here is your identification. Treasured possession. The Lord is your God. We are we. Or who are we? We are the people of God. So ground yourself in this identity. Number two. If He is Yahweh Eloheka. If He is the Lord your God, you discover, number two, your destination. All throughout the book of Deuteronomy, He's telling them, this is your destination. This is where you're headed in life. Your destination. So just look on the different page. Deuteronomy 8, 7 through 10. Keep going. Deuteronomy 8, 7 through 10. And in every verse I'm reading, you're reading the Lord your God. But you're going to see now not identification, you're going to see destination. This is what I notice. For the Lord your God is bringing you into a good land, a land of brooks of water, of fountains and springs flowing out in the valleys and hills, a land of wheat and barley, of vines and fig trees and pomegranates, a land of olive trees and honey, a land in which you will eat bread without scarcity, in which you will lack nothing, a land whose stones are iron and out of whose hills you can dig copper. 
And you shall eat and be full, and you shall bless the Lord your God for the good land He's given you. Another key phrase that is linked to that one phrase, the Lord your God, is this. The land that the Lord your God is giving you. The land that the Lord your God is giving you. The land that the Lord your God is giving you. He tells them about their destination. You're headed into the promised land. What was their destination as the people of God? It was the possession of the promised land. You're going to have victory in the promised land. The victory is yours. I don't know about you. I know my destination. I'm bound for the promised land. Are you? This changes everything, the way we live here. Bound for the promised land. He echoes to them over and over, I am the Lord your God. This is your identity and your, the land is your destination. That, that's the, this is where you're going. You see, God has a plan and a place for His people. Amen? And He also has a plan and a place for those who are not His people. Yes. Did you know what Thursday was this past Thursday? It's Independence Day in Israel. It's Independence Day. Uh, they celebrated uh, the state of Israel turning 73 years old. Some of you were wee little kids when, right? Israel was the state again. Israel celebrated that. They celebrated their homeland. They celebrated the people. They shot fireworks and waved the flag and they celebrated their destination and their identification. And guess what? God still has a purpose and a plan for the people of Zion. As us, as Christians, people of God, we remember our final destination. Remember your final destination. Don't get caught up in the layover, right? So many do. You ever taken a flight, you get caught up in the layover city and you think, oh, this is not my final destination. What am I doing? Yeah, a lot of, a lot of Christians here, they're just, just a layover and we're way too fascinated with all the shops and stores and we forget we're headed somewhere. If the Lord is your God, you will know in Deuteronomy and all in the Bible your identification. You know, number two, your destination. And then you know, and this is the right order, number three, your action. You discover your action. Your action. Go to the, the, towards the end of the book, Deuteronomy 26. Let me just show it to you there. But it's all throughout. Sadly, many people read Deuteronomy this way. Action, action, do's and don'ts, shall and shall nots, and covenant relationship. And you start with this, the action point, you're going to fail and you're going to be miserable. Because the action's not based off of just the, the check boxes. It's, it, he's telling them all these commands are based off of your identification the Lord your God, your treasured possession, the land promise, my faithfulness to you, the, the victory promise, but then it leads to this action. So Deuteronomy 26, and I'll read 16 to the end of the chapter. You, it's the phrase again. This day, the Lord your God commands you to do these statutes and rules. You shall therefore be careful to do them with all your heart and with all your soul. You have declared today that the Lord is your God and that you will walk in His ways and keep His statutes and His commandments and His rules and will obey His voice. And the Lord has declared today that you are a people for His treasured possession as He has promised you and that you are to keep all His commandments and that He will set you in praise and in fame and in honor high above all nations that He has made that you shall be a people holy to the Lord your God as He promised. 
If He is the Lord your God, you understand, number three, your action. In the Bible, redemption always comes before rules. We don't follow rules in order to be redeemed. We follow the rules because we have been redeemed. We are redeemed. We don't work for salvation. We work from salvation. And, and I can, we can say it and we'll miss it, right? We, we, people just miss it. But this is the truth. Redemption comes before all of the rules. And so... It's in this correct order that they receive the commands. And Deuteronomy is filled with different commands. But in this order, the correct order, they receive the commands, therefore do and don't. Because of your identity and your destiny, therefore do and don't. You shall and you shall not. Based on your identification and destination. And so the commands, they serve as guidelines. They serve as forewarnings. There are guidelines to say, I'm, I give you this command because you are this and you aren't this. To, to make your identification different. I give you this command because of your destination. In the land you shall and you shall not. So your action is, is based on these things. And so these are guidelines. These are forewarnings, but we have to choose to obey. We're to walk. We're to keep. So the question is, how are you acting? Are we acting as the people of God? Are we acting and living and walking as if He is the Lord, my God, your God? The fourth and final truth that I see is your distinction. When He is, if He is the Lord your God, you discover your distinction. And all throughout the book, He's really saying, you're a holy people. You're to be set apart. You are a set apart people. You are different. So know it and live it. But... Do not look around and think that, I mean, not, they're not many people of God. We're the minority on this planet. Man, praise God, I am a treasured possession. I have been shown grace and mercy. So many, they're not the people of God. They, they have not made the Lord their God. But you've declared Him to be the Lord your God. So remember that. Remember your distinction. Thank the Lord for it. Thank God that you're different. Know it and live it. And your distinction and your action are a response to God, to God's character and God's work, God's grace of who He is and what He's done. So don't read the commandments apart from that phrase, the Lord your God. Because every command that God gives is based upon a gracious personal relationship. He loves us. Turn the page and look at Deuteronomy 30, maybe a couple of pages. Deuteronomy 30. I close with this, Deuteronomy 30, verses 15 through 20. Perhaps you've read this before. Go fall in love with the Word and discover this book and hear Deuteronomy and read it differently, but know that everything that's said is based on that gracious personal relationship that you can know God. And he says these words, Deuteronomy 30, verse 15, See, I have set before you today life and good, death and evil. If you obey the commandments of the Lord your God, that I command you today by loving the Lord your God, by walking in His ways and by keeping His commandments and His statutes and His rules, then you shall live and multiply and the Lord your God will bless you in the land that you are entering to take possession of it. 
But if your heart turns away, and you will not hear, but are drawn away to worship other gods and serve them, you start finding your value and identity and purpose and place and other things of little G's of this world. He says, verse 18, I declare to you today, he tells these people, that you shall surely perish. You shall not live long in the land that you're going over the Jordan to enter and possess. I call heaven and earth to witness against you today that I have set before you life and death, blessing and curse. Therefore, choose life that you and your offspring may live, loving the Lord your God, obeying His voice and holding fast to Him, for He is your life and length of days that you may dwell in the land that the Lord swore to your fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, to give them. Praise the Lord that today, as a people of God, you can see that you have a holy identification, a holy destination, that you are to have a holy action and a holy distinction in this earthly world. Understanding number one and two leads to number three and four. You see, that phrase, the Lord your God, it's, it's emphasized for a reason. Yahweh Eloheinu, this is our God. This is our God. Let's worship Him. As you read in Deuteronomy, you see all the commands. And you realize that we can't keep these commands. The Bible tells us that you and I were born under a curse. You're cursed. Did you know that? Galatians 3.10 says, For all who rely or trust on works of the law are under a curse, for it is written, Cursed be everyone who doesn't abide by all things written in the book of the law and do them. Cursed is the person that doesn't keep the commands. And they couldn't, and I couldn't, and you can't. And if you're trying to rely on them to save you, you're, you're under a curse still. But I'm thankful that the Bible tells us about the curse and how the curse can be removed. Because in the following verses of Galatians 3, verse 11 says, Now it's evident that no one is declared righteous before God by the law, for the righteous shall live by faith. But the law is not of faith. Rather, the one who does them shall live by them. Verse 13 gives us the re removal of the curse. He says this, Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone who is hanged on a tree. You see, Jesus took the curse. He was hung on a tree for us. And He takes away the curse because He's the only one that could keep all of the actions, make the distinction perfect, obey the book of Deuteronomy perfectly. He's the only one. And He can remove the curse if we'll have faith in Him as Paul preaches in Galatians 3, the righteous shall live by faith. So this is how the curse is removed. Verse 13, Christ redeems us. He rescues us from the curse of the law. Jesus is the answer. Did you know that, as we close today, did you know that Jesus fulfilled Deuteronomy? I mean, I told you He fulfilled it all by being obedient to it. But He fulfilled Deuteronomy. Jesus quoted the book of Deuteronomy several times. Jesus Himself quoted the phrase, the Lord your God, in three places. Two of those in the wilderness of the temptation. 
He knew Deuteronomy. He quoted back to say, the Lord your God. He knew this phrase Jesus did. He fulfilled Deuteronomy. Is Jesus your Lord and Savior? You see, Jesus is seen in the book of Deuteronomy. In fact, Deuteronomy shows us Jesus. Deuteronomy speaks about Jesus. I want to show you three scriptures as we close today with the gospel. And we see how Deuteronomy points to, to Jesus. Go back to Deuteronomy 18. In Deuteronomy 18, verses 15 through 18, Deuteronomy shows us Jesus. Deuteronomy 18, 15. It begins with this phrase, the Lord your God. Have you ever noticed that before? Deuteronomy 18, 15 through 18. Moses says, The Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from among you, from your brothers. It is to him you shall listen. Just as you desired of the Lord your God at Horeb on the day of the assembly when you said, let me not hear again the voice of the Lord my God or see this great fire anymore lest I die. And the Lord said to me, they are right in what they have spoken. I will raise up for them a prophet like you from among their brothers. And I will put my words in his mouth and he shall speak to them all that I command him. Deuteronomy 18 verses 15 through 18 speak about the ultimate prophet, Jesus. Second passage, Acts chapter 3. In Acts chapter 3, Peter sheds light on this verse in Deuteronomy. Acts chapter 3 verses 19 through 22. Peter is speaking. And in Acts 3.19 he says, Repent therefore and turn again so that your sins may be blotted out, that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord and that He may send the Christ appointed for you, Jesus, whom heaven must receive until the time for restoring all the things about which God spoke by the mouth of His holy prophets long ago. Moses said, The Lord God will raise up for you a prophet like me from your brothers. You shall listen to him in whatever he tells you. Did you know that? In Acts chapter 3, Peter is preaching salvation. Repent and believe. And what does he quote? But Deuteronomy 18, the Lord your God will raise up a prophet. And who does Peter say that it is? It's Jesus. He is the Christ. Now go to the third passage. John chapter 5. The Gospel of John chapter 5. Verse 45 to 47. John 5 verse 45 to 47. You see, Deuteronomy shows us Jesus. John 5, 45 says this, Jesus speaking, speaking, giving witness, preaching. He says to the people, especially the religious, <laughs> do not think that I will accuse you to the Father. There is one who accuses you, Moses, on whom you have set your hope, sadly, still in, in still in. 
Israel on this past Thursday when they celebrated their Independence Day. Sadly, there are still many that set their hope on Moses. They set their hope on Judaism. They don't understand that Jesus is the Christ. Jesus says, don't think that I'll accuse you to the Father. There's one who accuses you, Moses, all the commandments, on whom you set your hope. Jesus says, if you believed Moses, you would believe me, for he wrote of me. Jesus says, He wrote of me. He's referring to Deuteronomy 18. He wrote of me. But if you do not believe His writings, how will you believe my words? I'm thankful that Deuteronomy shows us the Lord our God. He can be the Lord your God. Deuteronomy shows us our identification, our destination, our action, our distinction, but that Deuteronomy even shows us Jesus. Jesus, Savior, King, This is our God. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Making Christ Known. We invite you to join us again next time for another sermon from Adairsville Baptist Church. For more information, visit us on Facebook or online at adairsvillebaptistchurch.org. Thanks for listening, and we look forward to connecting with you again soon.